Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. And this is day four? Day four, yes. Day four. And we are talking about how to lose your phone fear forever. And I want to make this really clear to all of you. You have to overcome phone fear, whether you are a proactive lead generator or you're a passive lead generator. In other words, if you are somebody that is doing a lot of social media, doing a lot of uh, you know passive marketing, pro, uh, passive lead generation stuff, spending a lot of money and time on videos and whatnot, at some point, you're going to need to know how to have a phone call. At some point, you're going to need to know how to pre-qualify. You're going to have to have sales skills that you're going to apply. There is no avoiding it. So overcoming phone fear is something that no matter what your form of lead generation is, and of course, on the other side of it is proactive lead generators, people that make their living generating their leads, picking up the phone every single day, not waiting around for social media or marketing or branding to deliver them a lead. These are people that are going to go get their leads themselves, not leaving it to chance. But those people too, obviously, have to know how to pick up the phone and have conversations that lead to a pre-qualified buyer or seller. So there is no avoiding this skill set. That's right. So on to, we're on day four of this topic and point number 12. So get caught up on previous podcasts if you're wondering where the other points are. Point number 12, be what we call situationally aware. This means you have to listen to the conversations going on around you about real estate. Everyone has real estate on their minds all the time. They're either renting, they're looking to buy, thinking about listing, thinking about moving, considering investing or even flipping. Be knowledgeable about your market so you can provide value to those conversations. I remember when you interviewed Frederick Eklund, and this is one of the things that he said. He said, you know, when I walk out of my apartment in Manhattan, I realize that real estate actually is on everybody's mind. They're thinking about moving, renting, flipping, buying, developing. All I have to do is make sure I'm having those conversations. You know what that really is more than anything other than, I mean, obviously it's honest, practical, tactical, but it's also a mindset point. That's really what it is. Because a lot of agents enter into life, a lot of people enter into life, and, you know, they, they think there's scarcity. There is no scarcity of really no. anything in life. There's abundance as long as you're willing to actually go out there and listen for it, especially when it comes to real estate leads. You know, getting Frederick's point, though, right, walks outside of his building in Manhattan and everywhere he looks, there's going to be people that are leasing that maybe want to upsize, downside, maybe they want to buy, there's owners, there's all... relocating. Exactly. You guys were smart enough to get real estate licenses and you're selling something that everybody needs no matter what the market's doing, no matter what interest rates are doing. If you look back during other times, I think economic times that are similar to this, and you go all the way back to the 70s and the 80s, uh, there were still people, even when interest rates were 20%, 18%, they were still buying and selling real estate. Unlike, say, for example, if you were selling new cars or if you were selling something else that people could just do without, real estate is something that people will always need to uh, transact in. Now, the key for you is to understand that there's an enormous difference between a have to and a want to a type of prospect. And that's really where you learn uh, when you go through coaching and you learn about obviously how to prequal. Just to summarize, though, you're going to want to spend your best efforts every single day looking for people that have to sell. 
not want to sell or want to buy. And how do you know? Well, guess what? It's a question in the prequal script. Mr. Seller, do you have to sell this property or do you want to sell this property? And then there's actually a couple questions following up on that just to sort of verify what they said that it makes sense. Because if you spend your time working with a bunch of people that you know only sell their houses when pigs fly, then you're never going to get paid and you're never going to help them. And you're also going to hurt your future marketability because people are going to remember you failed in that neighborhood. Now, here's a little thing that is kind of a painful but uh, you know true lesson. There is no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. Now, sellers that have to sell, relocation, legal reasons, own two homes at once, uh, maybe it's a probate listing. Maybe it's a you know financial risk. The reasons why there's sellers that absolutely positively must sell, no choice other than to sell a house, the lists are long. Now, you come up with an example, one example of a buyer that has to buy. No such thing exists. Some of you might say, well, a 1031 tax exchange, if they don't reinvest the money, they're going to pay taxes. That means they pay taxes if they don't buy. That's not the same thing. It's as, an option. Yeah, that's not something as, say, for example, as a property that if, um, you know, it has to be sold because a court ordered that it be sold. You guys, you guys get the fundamental difference? So if you're going to spend your efforts towards lead generating, why not spend it towards lead generating with the actual clients that are actually going to transact or have the highest probability of transacting the quickest? Hopefully that makes sense. And so all of our points, all of our coaching, all of our training leads back to the same path, which is you becoming a powerful listing agent. And we've made that very easy for you to continue on your journey. Just go to premiercoaching.com premiercoaching.com and you can join Premier Coaching right now for free and you have access to uh, all of our first level of our Premier Coaching system including, guess what, a daily semi-private coaching call with one of our new member coaches. So just go to premiercoaching.com or if you prefer, you can just text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. And remember when texting, message and data rates may apply. Point number uh, 13, Julie. Point number 13, create conversations yourself by asking, here's another script, script warning, whom do you know who could use my help buying or selling real estate? Always be ready to take notes. All you have to do is use your notes on your smartphone. Don't overcomplicate it. Set appointments and take action. It's better to set an appointment on the spot for a couple of days out than to put somebody into a drip system or chase them down for an appointment. Practice urgency. When somebody shows you that they are interested, set an appointment immediately. There's versions of that script, and I'll tell you where this originally came from. Um, Rob Johnson, who's now the number one agent in Greenwich, Connecticut, who Julie and I uh, started uh, coaching basically when he decided to start selling real estate full time. An unbelievable, nice, you know, absolutely one of the my favorite coaching clients ever. Mm-hmm. Just a true gentleman. So Rob uh, would not and probably never will be a very direct. Um, you know, he's not going to ever be a very direct person. That's just not his style. And and yet he's around people all day that would love to do transactions with him. And he understood intellectually that if he's not asking them for business, that they're going to just assume he, they that he doesn't want their business. You get it? You don't ask. They're going to make assumptions that you're just not motivated. You're lazy. You're too busy. You're you're part-time. Right. You guys get it? So by not asking, you actually doom yourself not to get. So we came up with a script that he would be willing to use, and he actually used it to great success, still does to this day, that at the end of every single conversation, no matter what it's about, he would ask, now he's British, so he'd say, whom do you know who's thinking about buying or selling that I should be helping in this market? Now, you, I, there's a little slight variance of that, but that's the essence of it. And guess what happened? He started getting referrals. And he also started having people say, you know what? That's a great question. Or, you know what? My neighbor down the way 
I'm going to ask them. And then it started to spin up. And then that question uh, became so normalized for him. He would ask that all the time. And he told me over time, some of his friends would actually, as a joke, ask him the question before he'd get the words out because Rob would start doing a subconscious. You'd just say it without thinking that he was about to say it because it just became part of his normal routine because it worked. And by the way, asking that question doesn't cost anything. So Julie, whom do you know who's thinking about buying or selling that I should be helping um, in this market? And you end every conversation. We just met each other. Uh, We're both walking our French bulldogs. You admire my dog. I admire your dog. We exchanged some French bulldog, you know, trade secrets, of which there are many. <laughs> there are many. Yeah. And and then I say, oh, by the way, Julie, before I let you go, who do you always think about buying or selling real estate in this market that I should be helping? Yeah. That right there, that pattern interrupt after you've, after you've bonded with them over something you guys both have passion for is going to result in them at least remembering that you asked. And I'll say, maybe even edit that and say, who do you know who's thinking about selling in this market that I should be helping? Okay. Now a version of this, all of that. And Rob has done a fantastic job weaving that into his normal vocabulary. You don't even, you wouldn't even recognize it as a script because he's done it over and over. Now, another twist to that, I just hung up with uh, Jeannie in Phoenix, one of my elite coaching clients, and she's using this very script to market and uh, promote and prospect and lead generate around her next new listing in her neighborhood, Lone Mountain in Phoenix, okay? So what she's doing is she is doing two things at once. She is actively expanding her center of influence, which we've talked about on other podcasts. She has a coffee group with ladies in the neighborhood. She has a hiking group. She has a nextdoor.com, a Facebook, an HOA meeting, and a general neighborhood ladies thing. So she's got like all the bases covered. This is her neighborhood, her stomping ground. She just put the last listing in contract for 1.6. Now she's got a new one for 1.3. Everybody loves this neighborhood. So she's using this script. Whom do you know who would love to move to Lone Mountain, who is just dying to be in this neighborhood? It's the only listing coming up available. Whom do you know who I should be inviting to my next open house so you can choose your neighbors? Well, you guys get the point. Ask the question. And again, this goes back to how I started today's show. You're going to need to learn how to communicate, whether you are a passive lead generator or a proactive lead generator. What a lot of the branding marketing people don't ever actually share with you is that without really great, frankly, sales skills, even the most effective passive lead generation campaign is going to mean nothing because you don't have the ability to pre-qualify and to sell those folks. You think you really believe that an incredible branding campaign is going to overcome crappy sales skills? It doesn't. It won't. It never has. Point number 14. Point number 14, schedule and stick to, that's the tough part, right? Schedule and stick to your proactive lead generation. 80% of your day must be spent generating new business and 20% taking care of what you generated. That's new appointments, that's existing deals. Any day where you have no listing appointments and no buyer appointments must be spent proactively lead generating. Not waiting, not hoping, not dripping, none of those things proactively lead generating. And realistically, Julie, I I mean, I'm thinking back to all of our best lead generators of all times. And what they do is they act, they won't lead, virtually never would they lead in real life with a real estate conversation. No. They're going to be themselves being, you know, at the gym or walking the dog. Yourself first. Right. And then they, they always will bring in real estate. Either it comes in naturally from you know them ask the the other person asking about some real estate thing, or they're going to bring it in with a, that question like that. But so Julie just said, if you have no real appointments that particular day, you've got to go out there and actually intentionally make a proactive uh, lead generation 
contacts or what's going to happen is you're going to build negative momentum. You have two choices every single day. You're building negative momentum or positive momentum. Even if you go out and make 10 contacts a day and you get nothing from it and you do that for the next 10 days in a row, you get nothing from it, but you've made 100 contacts. It is impossible that those contacts won't start creating other opportunities for you if you're willing to have those conversations. Doing what you do around people that you, you know, want to do it with and want to do it around and you know, be associated with, you already have that common interest, asking about real estate is going to cause you to win. And that's a very, very low-skilled, low high-touch, incredibly effective sales approach. This is something all of you can do no matter how really skilled you are. Well, and think about, let's just take your example of 10 contacts a day for 10 days, 100 contacts. Remember, a contact is a conversation with a decision-making adult about real estate, okay? So think about the difference between your skill level, your conversational ability, your ability to use scripts and ask these types of questions and get results. Think about the difference between the first call and the hundredth call after only 10 days. Well, I'm not even saying calls, honestly. Or this, conversations, let, contacts. It's easier for someone to, you know this, yeah. you know, it's easier to get somebody to make a person-to-person -person contact or communication, even door knocking. People will cold, knock on cold doors way easier than they'll actually pick up the phone, which is actually kind of amazing. It is. It doesn't really make any it sense. It makes but, no sense. But, well, it's obvious why, though. Because they uh, feel more, they feel like they can connect with the person face to face better than they can on the phone. It's less awkward, perhaps. It is, but it's obviously not as scalable. You can't make as many contacts going door to door. But if it's you being you out in the real, you know, wilds you know, around all the things and people you're normally around, and you're intentionally, and remember what we told you about Frederick Eklund, and you're realizing there's abundance all around you, you're constantly around people that want to buy or sell real estate, and you invite those people to have conversations with you about real estate, you will trip over deals. It is impossible that you won't, especially but, in a market like this. But you do have to be intentional about it. Yes, you do. So you can't count a contact when you're just talking about French Bulldogs. You have to talk about French Bulldogs first, being yourself and bonding, but also talking about real estate. Well, it's the situationally aware. Uh, that's I mean, right. That's really what it comes down to is mm -hmm. basically being aware, accepting the fact that leads are easy to find, yes. accepting the fact you don't need to have some 14-step funnel to create leads, accepting the fact that everybody that you ever come in contact with, you know, who is a decision-making adult, is interested in real estate, and then you're opening the door to have conversations with them. Yes, that's but, right. So, for example, I have a bet on with uh, Gabriel in L.A., okay, our boxer friend. That uh, So he, of course, is going after and getting better every single day, every single week. He's getting better at expireds and for sale by owners and things of that nature. Meanwhile, he's also actively adding to his center of influence. Now, we have a bet that after he goes, to, here's his requirement between coaching calls. He has to go to three Orange Theory uh, classes. And, of course, he going doesn't count. You have to talk about real estate. Go to three Orange Theory sessions and two boxing classes before our next call. And my bet is that he will have a minimum of one potential pre-qualified listing, ideally, possibly buyer. Just by doing that, but it doesn't count if he talk, doesn't talk about real estate. So between the two, I would tell him to go, if I were coaching Orange him. Orange Theory. Orange Theory. I agree. Because boxing is just going to be him and the guy that's bludgeoning him. Well, it's mostly him. He's extremely high energy. So maybe some of that will be beaten out of him into being uh, more conversational. But also, it's something he likes to do anyway. Those are his people. He's going to be more comfortable talking about real estate. So but Orange Theory, all. you go to, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know, go every single day of the week, but go at different times on, you know. Different people. That way you get, but you have to go. So it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday at, say, 9 a.m. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays at, say, 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. What you're wanting to do 
is go, so they form relationships. And if you're just changing your time and your days of the week all the time, you're never going to get to know anybody. But if you go, it's just, it's like everything else in life. It's, it's like going to church or synagogue or mosque or Bonding. going to the gym or, you know, all that stuff. You're going to bond with people because they are living a similar lifestyle. Orange Theory and any sort of organized fitness deal like that is actually part of their system to essentially force people to interact with each other. And that's the genius of it if you're there to generate leads. It's actually better than BNI or even Toastmasters. If it's you ask far me. better. Oh, yeah. I, there's something about mutual suffering, I think, yeah. that bonds people faster. You know, and you've got that that forced interaction waiting before every class, and then after every class, ten or fifteen minutes before, ten the, or fifteen. And the after. endorphins are bouncing around. Yeah, and you walked your car together, and you talk about how much uh, doing like what is it Everest on the stair climber, how yeah. much that's terrible. So there is something to that, and you know, my clients that are doing whether it's Orange Theory or CrossFit or whatever, they do come back with really good quality leads because the person already trusts them. They're, yep. You know, listeners, are you hearing what we're telling you? We do want you to move towards the proactively generation on the phone but you don't have to right out of the gates and a lot of you are moving away from the passive lead generation stuff a lot of you are newer agents who've never really learned passive or proactive and what we're encouraging you to do is start with the proactive why and why should you also obviously master phone skills because it doesn't cost you anything yes. it's not going to put you into the poorhouse. you're not no one's ever going to tell you to uh, wait around for some marketing and advertising campaign to work that maybe someday will work. How often, some of you have been in the business a long time, you know exactly what I'm saying. You are throwing money at a campaign that, ne that uh, hoping and praying that after 14 years, it's finally going to you know pay for itself. Uh, it's a waste of money. It was a waste of money when you started. It's a waste of money now versus actually having, look, if you go to Orange Theory, you have five proactively generation conversations over like two days of going, you know, obviously at different times, you're going to start to generate real significant business. Julie and I, um, when we were going in Georgetown, Texas, we didn't sell real estate, didn't have licenses. Um, Julie eventually got a Texas license, but never sold real estate there. We were able to generate so many leads that we started referring those leads out to people in our EXP group that were also in Central Texas, around Austin, and around Georgetown. So we would generate leads from our Orange Theory class. We'd send those to all the people in our EXP Realty group. Not just now and then either. This was like a monthly thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had, yes. So you guys are hoping, I'm hoping you're opening your minds to the fact that there is no shortage of opportunity, no shortage of leads. And when you put yourself in a position, you're around other people, you have the mindset of service, you're not like hiding from conversations about real estate, you're welcoming the, welcoming the conversations, you will absolutely laugh at the fact that you ever felt there was anything even remotely resembling scarcity. And I also want to remind you guys that Julie and I are proudly associated with eXp Realty. And a lot of you are looking to upgrade your broker experience. And so we've created two defined paths for you. You can go to whylibertas.com, actually, that, well, that's the website, whylibertas.com, or you can just text actually EXP to 47372, text EXP to 47372, and that'll text you back a link to our group's website, which is called whylibertas.com. Whichever way, you can just go to whylibertas.com, and libertas is L-I-B-E-R-T-A-S, then obviously .com, or the shortcut is just to text EXP to 47372. If you are ready to join eXp Realty, if you've not yet chosen a sponsor, 
please do text me directly and I'll help you join eXp. And Julie and I, it would be our pleasure and our honor to be your eXp Realty sponsor. You not only get all the benefits of eXp, but you get the, the benefits of being associated with Julie and I and our coaching organization. So definitely check us out. But if you are ready to land the plane and join eXp Realty, please text me directly at 512-758-0206. That is my real cell phone number, 512-758-0206. Point number 15, when is the best time to be on the phone or door knocking? Boy, they love to use that as an excuse, right? I didn't go at the right time. When is the best time? Well, there is no magic hour, but ideally you're spending dedicated time in the morning only because we know if you don't do that, you are unlikely to do it later. I want keep to do putting little, it off. I want to do a slight little add to that. So if you're calling expireds, it does benefit you to be the first person that calls them. 100%. So if you're in a if you are happen to be in one of the two or three markets in the country where it's actually somewhat competitive and you're calling expired, be first because if you're, you know, third or fourth or fifth, chances are that seller's a little burned out on receiving phone calls. So definitely want to be first, but other than that, the best time is when you'll actually do it. And and so this is like, you know, it's so funny. Sometimes we'll get people that'll say I tried calling and it didn't work. Well, when did you call? I called between, you know, 10 and noon. Who's home in your market between 10 and noon? People, people who don't have jobs who can't qualify to buy with you. That's exactly right. Right. <laughs> so, so people yeah. that, are, you know, essentially are at work, they're at school, they're doing their morning routines. So why are you calling during times when you know people aren't going to be home? That's right. So here's a strategy. Three o'clock to six o'clock in the evening is a good time slot. Why? Kids are home from school. Most of what you guys sell are in, you know, family neighborhoods as well as a weekday morning and I'm sorry, that should say a weekday evening, uh, a weekday, a weekend morning and a couple of weekday evenings to find people who are unreachable during working hours. So if you keep on hitting a wall, you've got a great list of working phone numbers for say for sale by owners, expireds, maybe probate. You keep calling because you've dedicated, I only call between 10 and noon. I am so committed to that. And yet you're not making contact and yet the phone number works. You've got to add a couple of weekday evenings when they're home from work or maybe late afternoons if they have kids coming home from school and or a Saturday morning to get the unobtainium. Otherwise, don't tell us that proactive lead generation doesn't work when you keep on hitting your head into the wall. And yes, expireds are going to be a goldmine. So like just staying on point number uh, 15, calling old expireds, calling yes. new expireds. Expireds are one of the best ways to build momentum as a listing agent. Uh, because frankly, what is the seller? You know what the seller, you know what the price is and you know the seller's willing to list with an agent. You know the seller's willing to uh, pay a commission, right? So all the normal issues that you have have already been resolved. But one of the nice benefits of also working with expireds is the market's already bludgeoned them about essentially condition and all these other types of things. So they're much more mentally and emotionally ready to sell the house than maybe they were with the first agent. And one of the best tools we have that we'll strongly suggest all of you use when dialing up your expired business is Red X. And so what Red X will do is you turn on your computer in the morning and let's say you're going to be the early, uh, the early bird and you're going to get the, you know, at the expireds first. Red X will have already done the research for you. They're going to find the phone numbers. They're going to find the addresses. They're going to find property information. Everything you need to know about that prospective seller, the prospective listing for you is going to be on your computer and you just click a button and basically a phone starts to dial and then you use our scripts and then you have a conversation. I want you to think about the simplicity of what I just laid out for you guys. 
How simple is it that when you have the exact information of a seller that absolutely positively wants to sell and you have their phone numbers and you have her script, you know what to say and know how to say it. How much easier is that than worrying about how many YouTube videos you have to have so that you can finally start creating any kind of leads, which mostly will be uh, first-time homebuyer leads off YouTube? Have you ever considered the uh, essentially the insanity of choosing the path that you perceive to be the least resistance? I'm going to create videos. It's easy. I don't ever have to overcome my fear of being rejected. I don't have to have a lot of scripts. It's just a function of you know making videos. That is actually the, the path of most resistance because it's going to take the most amount of time and you're also subjecting yourself to the ebbs and the flows and the whims of YouTube. YouTube could change the rules. YouTube could decide to change the rules around what videos are getting preference where and how. So you could have created a whole bunch of videos on YouTube or any of these other social platforms and inside 24 hours, all of those videos and all of those leads that you hope that someday you'd be getting are just completely gone and now you have to change your strategy again. You don't have to do that when you start out in this, in this industry or frankly, when you uh, take the correct pivot towards being a proactive lead generator because your proactive lead generation skill set will work in any market, in any um, you know, really interest rate environment, any price range. And one of the first tools, again, we'll suggest you guys use is RedX. So text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372, and they will uh, give you a $150 discount on their system. And this is the system that Julie and I use when we sold real estate. This is the system we'll suggest you use as well. So text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372, and get started with RedX. That is the first step towards you becoming a consistent, expired listing hunter. So text the word RED at, uh, to 47372. Remember when texting, message and data rates may apply. That's right. They also will train you. It just takes one afternoon to learn how to connect the system, hook it up to your MLS, and know what you're doing. So they do that training as well. Really, what we've done here, which must be frustrating for some of them, <laughs> is we have systematically removed all of their excuses to expired hunting. Well, it takes too much research. Oh, Red X can fix that for you. I don't like looking up phone numbers. I can do that for they. I don't know about the history of the property. Uh, they can do that for you. They can even help you dialing more efficiently. So, sorry about your luck. No more excuses. But also what we're trying to do is an undercurrent. Hopefully, you guys are picking this up. We're trying to make you uh, come to the reality that you will always have to know how to have meaningful conversations with people. And I'm going to tell you guys a story. I've told this before, but it's been a long time. I'll never forget this experience. Julie and I were at a Howard Brinton conference. Um, and there were two, um, well, I'll just say it, Hobbs and Herder. And I'm friends with Don, Julie and I are friends with Don Hobbs. He's actually uh, somebody we've known for a long time. And I have a lot of respect for him. So this is in no way bad about Hobbs and Herder. This is just, I'm just telling you guys a story. They were, uh, in their day, they, would, they could create marketing and branding. This was back in the 90s, uh, marketing and branding for agents that nobody else was doing. It was ridiculous. The benchmark was Hobbs and Herder. Everything about it was just, it was, it was, it was, like, you're, it was like you were buying a Bentley, not Bob from down the street <laughs> who's your realtor. I mean, True. it was incredible. Mm -hmm. All right, so there was this uh, Howard Brinton event, and uh, Howard uh, had Don Hobbs, I think, on stage, and they were featuring, featuring the before and after story of this guy. And I'll just tell you what I remember, and maybe Julie can add color to this. Uh, but the before pictures were a guy that wore black suits. He had a Johnny Cash thing going on. He, he was an ex-dentist. He was massively introverted. He drove a black Mercedes. I mean, so this guy looked like something out of Men in Black, basically. That's what not I remember. Not so approachable. Not so approachable. Oh, and he was wanting to sell real estate. And he had not a big – he did not uh, have a big – uh, you know, bunch of experience being successful selling real estate. So he had the idea in his head that he was going to basically 
changes marketing, changes brand. He was going to change the perception that this community had of him. And I didn't mention this was somewhat of a family community as well. So his imagery totally didn't fit. So as far as that goes, yeah, that was a total mismatch. So what did he do? And that was the before. And then the after was this guy was a totally changed man. He was smiling. There was a golden retriever in the pictures, right? I think it was I his. I don't know. Yeah. There was trees, grass, flowers. There were grandchildren. It was incredible. This guy had gone through a total renaissance to become somebody that was really, really approachable. And every, I, this is the reason I remember it, I think. After this presentation of all this incredible branding, people got up and applauded because it was so good. And Hobbs and Herder, like I said, the marketing they did was amazing. Now, afterwards, there was a little meet and greet private cocktail thing with just the Howard Britton stars. So there's probably, I don't know, 30 or 40 of us in the room and the presenters of which this uh, agent I was just talking to you about, the former Johnny Cash type, uh, he was in the room and everyone was talking to him and he was having a grand old time. And then I, I remember standing basically next to a window and he was standing there and I went up and approached him and I started having a conversation with him. And I was asking him a basic sales questions, not like, you know, what's your sales experience, but asking him about what do you do when you get a lead? What are your questions that you ask? I was genuinely inquisitive as to what he was doing with these leads that he anticipated getting. So he had not yet launched this, so there were, it had not yet been proven to work or not work, this marketing campaign. But I wanted to know what was going to back it up. Again, I wasn't being obnoxious. I was genuinely looking for ways that we can, Julie and I could improve our own business. And here's what I quickly discovered. He had no sales skills. He had not only had no sales skills, but his communication skills were very, uh, very introverted, very, you know, just not somebody you necessarily want to spend a lot of time, not compelling. Let's just say that. Now I wrote that off at the time thinking, well, maybe he was just nervous. He just was on stage and he was a fish out of water and the whole thing. Okay, fine. But I do remember very distinctly thinking that to myself, this guy probably is not going to be somebody that's going to be successful in a competitive listing environment, no matter how fancy his branding is. Sure enough, uh, next year, and I never saw him again. That was the only time we ever saw him. And that was, as far as I know, he was out of the business. I don't have any additional information on him other than what I told you. I did try to sort of monitor what happened because I was intrigued. I, you know, Julie and I even talked to Hobbs and heard about doing something for us. We never did it because it was an extraordinary amount of money. And again, I'm not a big fan of doing things which I can't directly relate a result to. That makes no sense to me, which is exactly what marketing and branding is. But long story short, the best marketing and branding in the world that isn't backstopped with really high level skill and willingness to have conversations, pick up the phone and the example of today is in this week's podcast, leads to nothing other than wasted time and wasted money and a lot of broken hearts and a lot of, and a lot of lost potential. Had he started with learning really good sales skills, had he started with learning how to be a proactive lead generator, which even to be a decent one of those, you have to have decent sales skills, right? And then he added the marketing and the branding. Trust me, that conversation would have resulted in, or his results would have resulted in him being very successful. Do you guys get the difference? And yeah, how many of you are coming into this business thinking you can brand your way to success, that you can buy your way to success? It doesn't work like that. No, you have to lead with the action. The best branding is a sold sign. Yep. You know, the best branding is your home brochure box next to your brand new beautiful listing, going out and doing what Jeannie and Phoenix is doing this week, letting the neighborhood know about this next listing, asking who they know who she should be talking to. And you know what? I bet you she sells that next weekend and I bet you she sells it herself. There are no shortcuts. I wish there were. Trust me. 
<laughs> I totally wish Our job were, would be easier, wouldn't it? Well, we wouldn't go to the gym every day. No. But I totally and completely uh, wish there were shortcuts, but there aren't. And the older I've gotten, I more I realize that's true. I would have said that 20 or 30 years ago, but I wouldn't have actually believed it because mm. I would have seen the world as it is now more than ever, bombarding you with the idea that there are shortcuts. Marketing and branding in real estate is the biggest, I think, oversold, you know, supposed quote unquote shortcut. But if you just accept the fact that everything you want in life is on is, uh, comes after long periods of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, as much as you don't want that to be true, intuitively you know it's true. You know, it takes nine months to make a baby, right? That doesn't happen overnight. It takes long periods of time of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And then you'll start to get results. Anything short of that or any, uh, any attempts at shiny objects are just going to result in you procrastinating, having to learn that lesson. And as you get older, you will have this light go off in your head and you're going to say, I wish I would have really drilled down 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and I had become a really good proactive lead generator. Anybody who's listening to this uh, podcast right now, who's been in the business for five or 10 years, I promise you there's two things that all of them wish they would have done. Number one, been better at following up with their centers of influence and past clients. Number two, not a single person listening who knows better is uh, would have wished they would have done anything other than learning how to be a better at proactively generation. Every single one of them wished that more than anything. That's the thing that's amazing, that if once you learn that skill set, it actually scales. You get better at it. You, you are more efficient at it. Maybe it takes you when you start two hours of real focused effort to get one result. But as you get better at it, it's a half hour, 45 minutes, and then you get a really great result. You get the difference, guys? Yeah, but it's not too late for them. No, of course not. It isn't. You can take action starting today, yeah. starting as soon as this podcast is over. And I'll, right now, probably, I, I, mean, I can't think why this wouldn't be true. This is probably the best time to pivot to being a proactively generator because you have 10 or 15 years worth of agents who've never learned how to be. It's true. Because the market's basically, you know, essentially there's been so much FOMO, houses were selling no matter what. And for the most part, if you showed up and you didn't trip over yourself, you were going to get a deal done. Well, that's really true if you think about it. When you get, if you're the one listener that gets your skills going starting today, you actually, I never thought of it that way until you put it that way. You'll have less competition today than possibly any time in the recent two or three decades. 100%. You know, versus let's say you're coming out of a slower buyer's market where you've got 180 days on the market. You know, you, you don't have competing offers. You don't go over a list. It's knockdown, drag out, two price reductions away, a bunch of negative feedback, and then you have to negotiate inspections on top of that. The best Those markets make for really competitive agents. Exactly. The best agents in the country, if you want to know what really, where really great agents hide, here's where they hide. Usually in the Midwest or in the South, yes. where an average sale price is less than $200,000. And if you run across, I'm thinking of Chuck Williamson, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, his sure. average sale price, I think, is still under $300,000. But Chuck is an absolute silent assassin in his marketplace. <laughs> yes. He 100% is. I know how much money he earns. He's mm -hmm. part of our HP Realty Group. You'd never guess it, would you? You'd never guess it. And he is, guess what, a proactive lead generator. I tell this story. He listens to the podcast. I'm going to say it again because <laughs> it embarrasses story. him. But he was, I had to, when he joined us at DXP Realty, I had to show him how to use Facebook. Mm -hmm. He didn't know. God bless him for not knowing. And I don't mean that in the way that the Southern people, when they say God bless you, <laughs> I mean in the literal sense, right? Yeah. I mean, he didn't know how to use it. He didn't have to know how to use it because he was a proactive lead generator. And he still probably doesn't do any social media or networking or anything like that. Chuck, he doesn't if do, have a big team either. He doesn't. It's mm -hmm. him and like, I think it's him and an assistant and a half. But guys, at the end of the day, 
when you are wanting to know where the best agents live, it's like Chuck Williamson in these marketplaces. Look for the agents that are selling hundreds, if not, you know, maybe even over a thousand homes with the lowest sale price. Those are the ones that have developed the skill. The agents that everyone likes to sort of glorify are the ones that have really large sale prices. And so they have large dollar volume. But if you put one of those agents up against a Chuck Williamson, um, you, I, no, it just, it, that, help them. that wouldn't be good. <laughs> I sold 300 million in real estate. I, and guess what? Your average sale price is what? $3 million each. I will take you in any listing environment, put you up against Chuck Williamson and you will be toast. Yes. And that that gets back to skill because for Chuck to essentially accomplish what he wanted to in life, he had to guess what? Sell a lot of houses. He had to learn his skills. He had to put in the effort. He had to do what he didn't want to do and he didn't want to do it at the highest level. Hopefully this is resonating with most of you because it is what we call the truth. So do something with this information. And also guys, thank you for keeping this number and listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in the United States. Now I had, um, I was feeling sorry for some of you. Because a lot of you did miss Julie and I's birthday, which was the beginning of last month. And I want to make it easier for you to really remove that terrible sense of guilt <laughs> from your consciousness. And here's how all you have to do it. Just give us a five-star review on iTunes. Or if you're over on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. A lot of you are listening to us now on YouTube. On a normal day between the podcast and the YouTube channel, we're having sometimes 20, 30, 40,000 of you that are listening to this podcast. Please do take the time and give us a five-star review, frankly, especially on iTunes and a, a little bit of a pithy comment because that really does go a long way. I, you guys probably know this, but iTunes then will say, well, look, uh, these you know 10 people like this podcast, gave it five-star reviews. And then iTunes actually helps us to go out there and find other people that they think might be a good match for this information. So help us be in alignment with what our mission in life is, which is being of service to you by giving us a five-star review on um, iTunes. Or if you're these, also, if you're just listening to us on YouTube, Go ahead and uh, subscribe and hit that notifications bell. That helps us a lot as well. Guys, thank you for allowing us to be of service to you. Now, your job is to use this information and go out to be service to your real estate community. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.